why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay. You call it jealousy. You call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him want nothing to do with him do not care where he works where he doesn't work where he eats where he sleeps and the fact that i have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing and if y'all are at fault fuck you if you're not i apologize but what did i ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what what did i do dave what did i ever do and we're off to a hot ass start here on this emergency podcast episode of the straight shooters here on labor day monday and nick and i we got time and we're off today because it is, again, Labor Day Monday, holiday weekend. Happy holiday weekend to all of you out there. But, man, we got a lot to talk about here on this emergency podcast edition of The Straight Shooters. Episode 337, I think we'll call this one, huh? Yeah, sure. I am Vaughn Johnson, joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Pacone, a Philly influencer, and Fox PHL, the gambler. And it is a... Busy time in pro wrestling. We had Clash at the Castle this past weekend, but ain't nobody talking about that at this point. No, 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 no. We got to talk about AEW All Out. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. After the show. Let's get ready to rumble after the show. Yeah, we all paid $50 to see that damn show last night, and it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. Okay, some intriguing things happen. We have a new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. His name is CM Punk. And his first challenger looks like it's already set. MJF is back, y'all. At long last, MJF is back. He was the Joker. And he won the ladder match thanks to some help from Stokely Hathaway. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And he revealed himself with this whole devil thing. They did this promo with Tony Khan on a voicemail, giving MJF whatever he wants, not signing him to an extension and all this and that. And they do the shot where he puts the scarf around his neck. I thought this was well thought out, not perfectly executed, but 
MJF is back. Yeah, the he one thing that anything. was perfectly executed was the pop. Uh, probably right. maybe the biggest then, pop of the weekend. But uh, didn't linger really too cool. long, in my opinion. It just was like, okay, he's there. Now what? Right. Like <laughs> once that pop hit and he walked out, they had to cut it right then and there. Yeah. Cut it while the pop is happening. They let the pop die down, and he's still just standing there. <laughs> like so, I, I saw what they were trying to do, but it wasn't perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. But the real show was after that. We got that for free, y'all, on YouTube, okay? And all over social media, okay? Still available, by the way, as of now. I don't know if they'll Oh, they got to leave it up. It's probably their most viewed video, is, or might be up there ever, right, for, yeah. for that channel. Because yeah. the clips are out on social media, but you can go watch the whole thing. You don't oh, need yeah. a subscription to watch this <laughs> or you have to pay. You can just go watch it in the beginning and everything. Or to, you know, watch through it, or fast forward a bunch, do a bunch of stuff. It's the first person that comes up on that day. Yeah, it is 11 the new hours champion. ago, as of now, 295K views. That's just going <laughs> to hit a million. In 11 hours. <laughs> in 11 hours, okay. Um, the first person up alongside Tony Khan was the new world champion, CM Punk. And did he have a lot to say? Let's hear some more from... CM Punk. I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, it's went- not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay, I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault, and I if I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate. Fault. That, I should have just I'm, taken ahead on because you never but said But I'm trying anything. to run a fucking business. When somebody who hasn't done a I'm damn thing a in business. this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which was very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. Let's go. exactly what the EVPs did afterwards. (laughs) According to the reports, (laughs) they wanted to smoke immediately. Oh, let's go? Well, I have a problem, CM Punk. So let's go. And off they went, according to the reports, at least, that there was a melee after CM Punk (laughs) left that dais for the uh, media scrum. Um, Because he's talking wild spicy, and no one was safe. Very few were safe. Maybe Adam Cole. He was the only one that was like, I like Adam Cole. Everybody else, y'all can get these hands. Like, pretty much. (laughs) All right? Pretty much. Now, I will say, I find the stuff about the EVPs to be entertaining. Uh, from our standpoint, from from a spectator outside looking in, yes, that's wildly entertaining, messy, dram- dramatic stuff that we're here for. This is why we watch reality TV shows. This is why we do this stuff. We we this is why TMZ is so popular. This is why the blogs, like you know, you know, the different black blogs out there that do all the celebrity gossip blogs stuff like that. That's why they're so popular because people like messy stuff. All right. But from a company standpoint, <laughs> this is not good. All right? If this is 100% real, which we have no reason to believe that it's not. I know some people are still, you know, in the back of their minds, like, oh, this could be a work. This could be an elaborate yeah, work. This will be an, I, a damn elaborate work. Yeah, which would be annoying if you bring it up, at the same time. <laughs> right. But if you bring up Coca Bana and his financial situation, that's a hell of a work. Yeah, okay? I don't yeah, believe that to be true. the case. That's true. 
However, when it comes to Cocabana, although I find that other stuff entertaining and messy and, yes, bad for the company at the same time, both can be true, I found the stuff about Cocabana to be just downright mean. I agree. I mean, I, I agree. I, you know, we'll hear a clip about him talking about sharing a bank account with his mom. I mean, like, there are plenty of people that do that, and we don't know their situations. It's, you know, I, it's almost, uh, you know, like, I, people know I take care of my parents, and I, I took care of my mom before she passed away, and I take care of my dad. Um, it, You just don't know, you know, like, you don't know. And, and you don't need to know, honestly. Not everyone needs to know. So uh, that's the first thing I think. And, and bringing up Cole Cabana and sharing a bank account with his mom is kind of, you know, gross in a way. <laughs> you know, yeah, to, I, I didn't like that. Regardless of how his person, regardless of Cole Cabana, like completely mishandled their friendship and Punk has every reason, you know. But, you know, Cole Cabana is not the only one that's ex friends with CM Punk in the wrestling business. There's plenty of people. Uh, that we can point to in WWE right now also that uh, it must would rather be, do without CM Punk's uh, friendship. It's got to be. I mean, I wonder if you're a real friend of Punk's, like how do you feel about what he said about Colt and being like, he could say that about me one day maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. That's rough because they were thick as thieves back in the day. They were. I mean, Colt Cabana was mentioned in CM Punk's pipe bomb promo that everybody loved back in 2011. Oh, yeah. Coca Banner was like a big part of that. Everybody's like, "Yo, he mentioned see he mentioned Coca Banner. This, this promo is wild. This is the greatest promo of all time, y'all." And part of the reason was because he, hey, Colt, and waved to the camera. Yep. Right. They yep. was tight. And then the whole him CM Punk leaving WWE and the podcast happened. I remember listening to that podcast in full. Never in a million years did I think we'd be sitting here like eight did, years did, later and we're still talking drop, about that. Didn't it drop on Thanksgiving? I remember something like that. It dropped like in the middle of the night, but yeah, like on a holiday yeah. or something like that. And, and it was I just like, whoa! It was explosive, Twitter, and people were talking about it. I'm like, I gotta get home and and listen to this ASAP. Because <laughs> what was it, 2013 or 14? And our, our phones weren't necessarily capable of, uh, you know, being able to listen. I mean, I was with my family too. I wasn't gonna listen to a, an hour plus long podcast about uh, that during Thanksgiving dinner, but at the same time, uh, I remember I couldn't wait to get home and like listen to it in its entirety. Yeah, so well, here we are again like eight years later, and, and, and it's still the source of a lot of just vitriol, apparently. But amongst them two, not amongst other people, you know, I wouldn't have saw that coming back in 2014. Because uh, clearly Punk trusted Colt to talk about that stuff with and oh. do it on his podcast. And, punky and now here we are, and that's obviously they get sued for it or something like that by the doctor that they talked about, and there's a whole financial and litigation mess between them that dissolved their friendship, which is sad, because again they yes. was tight, and to see that happen is rough. It is, and he listed a, a bunch of things they went through. Punk even offered Cabana some things, and uh, Cabana right. said no to go ahead with the lawsuit, and we'll hear that right right now sorry to keep bringing this fucking up but i've never spoken his word and i don't know how long so i'm a little he brings it up again off about it. <laughs> after right a, a different when it came down that he was going to while he's me, chewing I a muffin to talk to him he refused i asked for mediation it was denied i offered him money he said it was not enough he went ahead with the lawsuit and sued it's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother. It tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. I appreciate it, Nick. I'm sorry if I'm a little fucking snippy. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired. 
and I work with fucking children. I regret not answering your question the first time you asked it. Poor Tony. I mean, if Puck was poor Tony. If Puck was uh, innocent, why would he offer Cabana money? You know, like there's got to be both sides that totally botched. And that's that's the unfortunate part is that Punk is talking and talking, but Colt hasn't said anything as far as we can, right? You know, realize and as far as we know, I hadn't heard anything about what he said. He's silent. Meanwhile, Punk is telling as thousands of, of people about how you share a bank account with your mom and like <laughs> and like and that tells you about how what type of person he is it's like damn like that's unfortunate and this was your homie back in the day that's rough that's a that's a yeah. tough one as if we um, now we're recording this like one o'clock the day after uh we have not you know heard anything publicly from Colt cabana don't know if we will you know today or in the future but yeah i don't remember uh after that whole thing, Cabana ever saying anything publicly about it? Yeah, we we are if we're wrong, correct us because I don't recall. So that's rough. That's, that's from uh, Punk there uh, about his former best friend. You know, you still got to have some type of respect or something like that. But there's a there's not a whole lot of professional respect here um, between Punk and the EVPs. Which again, this is far more entertaining. And much more messy and and, and, and exciting and not mean spirited. Uh, I want to hear more of Punk talk about this stuff. Yeah, the more you hear Punk talk about, you know, if you're if you you could be like, yeah, like I can actually kind of see that in a professional way of what he feels about the EVPs. I'll tell you why I'm upset about it is because if you're an EVP, you don't try to middle your top baby face. Try to get your niche audience that's on the internet to hate him for some made up bullshit rumor. Really pisses me off. Stepping on your own dick. Trying to fucking, you know, make Good money, Lord. sell tickets, fill arenas. And these stupid guys think they're in Reseda. And Reseda, by Reseda, he means PWG, <laughs> yeah. which is where all, a lot of those guys, right. you know, wrestled and made a home for themselves back in the day. And he's like, we not in Reseda no more. <laughs> the big time, suckers. So, again, for us, this is fantastic stuff. Okay. Uh, but professional. But if you're AEW, if you're Tony Khan, and you own this company, and you're a top star who you've openly said within you know the last six months or so, openly defended when it came into question whether CM Punk was drawing money, was he was whether he actually made an impact on AEW in any sort of way, because it, it hadn't necessarily reflected itself in the ratings. So people were like, well, what does CM Punk bring to AEW? And then he went out and defended this man to the nth degree. <laughs> and how he, how much of a massive impact CM Punk has had on AEW's business. That man is sitting right next to Tony Khan as he is burying the executive vice presidents that Tony Khan hired. Regardless of whether you think they should have those positions, doesn't matter. They have those positions. Tony Khan gave them those positions. He entrusted them with those positions. <laughs> I'll tell you. You're, you're not only calling them into question, you're calling his decision-making into question. I'll tell you. Is Cody Rhodes one of the smartest, savvy business minds in wrestling right now? <laughs> he, 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 made, got he got away from the drama. Because he knew probably what was coming. He got away from the drama 
scot-free, clean as a whistle. Because even he said, I think publicly, the EVP aspect was a little much for him, you know, overwhelming that, you know, he couldn't just focus on his wrestling character and storylines and stuff. He had to, as an EVP, he had to, you know, really be overseeing everybody. So, yeah, that can grain on a person, especially somebody that wants to make a wrestling, you know, like angle character in his own mind, but then have to, you know, really address others questions and concerns so and yeah cody was like yeah i'm not about that <laughs> after double or nothing i got the quote pulled up because it was after eric bischoff called tony called cm punk a flop pretty much like <laughs> that he wasn't working off of AEW. and after cm punk won the title at double or nothing tony congo no one person has made a more positive impact we just just did a record pay-per-view by Every pay-per-view, he's done four pay-per-view cycle. He's done a four pay-per-view cycle now. Every one of them was the record. He did the first dance. He's done the record double or nothing. He did the record all out on his debut. He was a big part of a record full gear and a great match with Eddie Kingston. Then he showed up and did the biggest program in terms of everything, TV, box office ever with MJF. He's the biggest part of financial success in the history of this company. He said that publicly. On the on the other side are the EVPs he hired, and have been down in that down on his team since day one, like the Usos, down since day one, in the foxhole. All right, and he's pretty much in the middle, because he's openly vouched for each side. This has to be tough for Tony. On top of the fact that, hey, by the way. English Premier League is playing. Week one is next Sunday. <laughs> Jack Wire's got a football season coming up. Yep. You got Doug down there, first year head coach, man. Like, whoo. Yeah. That man needs a break. Yeah, that's, you know. But I will say, at the end of this. He signed up for it. Maybe he, he did. Should, maybe he should delegate a little more, but, um, but at the I end, don't know at, what could, that would do him. Honestly. At the end of this, he doesn't seem that pressed about it because he said, oh, well, you know, it's not terrible for wrestling that everybody don't necessarily get along like he's i mean he's, he's not right. like totally against it and he's right yeah. but there has to be some type of professional respect and that's I what agree. it seems to be lacking here you don't have to get along and have to like be kumbaya but there has to be a professional respect and it, based off of what cm punk said last night there is zero when he says uh dumb yeah. you know what adam adam page <laughs> who's done nothing in the business those are fighting words bro that's why the fight broke out afterwards Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, goes, there are even I've seen people talk about man if you're if you're saying that about at, someone like Adam Page and then uh, it says something about Kevin Owens and obviously Kevin Owens online already responded with a picture of him and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the WrestleMania event. CM <laughs> um, Punk's dream match that he never got. <laughs> right. Because uh, Kevin Owens is obviously tight with the Young Bucks and uh, yep. you know it. Kofi Kingston, I think we talked about it before on a different episode where uh, they were best friends and, uh, you know, Kofi kind of gets upset a little bit. I think he got upset on an episode of the New Day podcast when, uh, you know, Punk's name was brought up and you could apparently it was there was video and you could see like he was just kind of like upset about it. Um, you know, I mean, like Punk could just be somebody that uses friends professionally. I mean, he's, he wouldn't be the only one or the first one or the last one, but also, you know, like you said, it, professionally, the only way to make this, I don't know, uh, 
I guess worthwhile is formulate formula form formulating. I don't even know if that's a word. I don't even know. Formulating. The formulating. There you go. That's, I, don't know I got what, you. I got you. Know, you. It's Labor Day, man. Uh, a little slow. Uh, it make it into a type of angle on screen, but I don't know how you could do that yet <laughs> because obviously tempers are probably still high. I don't know how you could quell that in, in a day, much less a week or two even, but. Uh, they just had a talent meeting too, not too long ago, like a week or two ago. I mean, did CM Punk attend? He must not have been yeah. there for that because <laughs> he was not signing day? up in Is solidarity. The Punk uh, title match on Dynamite, or uh, I have got no idea. Squashed. I think that was the same day. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's very very weird. And at the same time, like I, I, I used to hate people be like, "Oh, it's all a work. It's all a work." Because it's like, man, like stop thinking everything's a work in wrestling. But then. Obviously, the the MJF stuff and then the Punk stuff a few weeks ago, it's kind of like it almost feels like he's pushing the line as much as he can to see what he can get away with before somebody addresses him. And that happened last night after the uh, media scrum, at least even during the media scrum when I think uh, Swerve and Keith Lee were up there, and there's video of a security guard running. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if that's you know, like a planted video, but. Um, because this could all be a work. It, it could be. I mean, I'm, I'm not putting wild. anything past Tony Khan work. and Punk and those characters. I mean, they they want to obviously make the news. WWE's get get better, you know, uh, reactions. I guess people are coming around to Triple H's product. They they enjoy a Clash of the Castle was Saturday. I mean, maybe AEW just felt, hey, we're just gonna go shoot this and then we'll deal with it later. I mean, it's entirely possible. I I guess it that'd be. Uh... I feel like a remote possibility, though. Yeah. Uh, given the subject matter, like more from CM Punk. Let's hear some more from yeah. CM Punk. Here's uh, my favorite one. The last clip I have is when uh, Brian Alvarez is talking with him. Alvarez, you saw that video, man, and you were so incredulous that I went into business for myself, and I was just like, well, he did. man. <laughs> I and the reason I've never defended myself is because when you do, it just sounds like you're being defensive. But I've eaten shit on this subject for a very, very long time, um, and I am I'm very sad today that I had to get up here and and, and say his name. He doesn't fucking deserve it, uh, and talk about it. But facts are facts, you know. Name two people that have made the most money off the name CM Punk. I don't think you're there yet. The first one's Vince McMahon. The, the, Tony. the second one's Scott Colton. I hope you all good have Lord. a good night. Please be more responsible with the news you get from certain people. And uh, just remember we're human beings. Thank you. Yeah, remember we're yeah, human, human beings. Why wow, right I completely that, bury another human being. Yeah, exactly. And it's rich that he's talking about people going into business for himself when I think uh, you know he's been doing that You know, since he came back, throwing Adam Page under the bus while – you know, talking to Boxley, you know, it, that's going into business for yourself. I mean, you, it, you're fighting fire with fire at the same time. So don't accuse people of going into business for yourself if you're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, I went into business for myself too. And I, I don't really hear that out of him, but maybe it's it goes without saying. I don't know. But mind you, Punk just won the world title. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He's they're saying, this is sad. Man, you just won the world title in your hometown. <laughs> you couldn't have it any better for the most part, but this is sad. But, again, this is 
from our standpoint, again, very entertaining, but this is not good for AEW. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's good if people aren't on the same page. Maybe that could be good for business. Mm-hmm. But, like, y'all got to at least have a professional respect for each other and move in the same direction. And it just feels like they're moving in different directions right now. Maybe they can get it back together and even, you know, you don't have to have uh, drinks together after the show. We still, we trust each other enough professionally that we can get this job done and make some money. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is about. This ain't about doing it your way or doing it that way. It's doing it the best way so we can all eat. You know what I'm saying? I, agree. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I guess that's on Tony to get that, make that happen. Because these are, this is the top people. This is the executive vice president and the most powerful person that doesn't have an executive title. This feels like a Tony situation. Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. And hey, maybe, you know, maybe they're working on that as we record this. This is his. But uh, they got to get this together because this, this is not what you want coming out into the media. Like, you know, football teams, they always say we're trying to keep it all in house, you right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. And keep it all in house. This is not being kept in house. No. <laughs> the house no. this looks like this looks like a almost broken loose. I mean uh, at if least you from had our a sense standpoint of what was going on backstage, you could have just been like, No media scrum today or just be like CM Punk's not gonna comment today. Uh, I know it would be annoyed uh, it would be annoying to wrestling fans and you know, maybe some of the reporters uh to not have the champion uh, speak, but uh, if you felt like you need to needed to nip it in the bud, you you would do so. Uh, this is basically Tony Khan's Shawn Michaels Bret Hart situation that uh, Vince dealt with in '97. It seems uh, like it, yeah. And, uh, it's all- with a lot more than just two egos, you know, clashing. I mean, and yeah, only- Bret Hart had his, the Hart Foundation. Shawn Michaels had Triple H and China, like even before they were on screen together, probably uh, you know in his ear or whatever. And uh, what's going on right now is uh, definitely not something. We probably foresaw uh, a a year ago. I know a lot of people were mentioning like, "Oh, can you know the locker room? Will the locker room be the same when Punk and Brian come in?" Uh, Brian Danielson has been, you know, like pretty good. I, I think he's been doing well. Uh, not really making waves too much, uh, maybe by his own doing, because he understands that uh, you know probably the ego of Punk uh, would, would perhaps do this at some point. Uh, and it's not just his ego. I mean, it's the ego of the EVPs as well. Um, you know, yeah, you this is... It, it's not just one person, but at the same time, no. I, 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 I hear what Punk said in that I, he works with children. Uh, you know, I, I, I could see that. <laughs> he, I mean, he's he's also kind of, you know... Uh, as his childish ways. Yeah, ex- yeah. I mean, that, there's no better way to put it at, at this point. Uh, whether he feels convicted in, in what he's saying and, and doing... Uh, you know, there's a way to do that, and I guess make your. There's no reason why he couldn't have let that off his chest, out in, like not in front of the cameras, but maybe he was just waiting for the cameras. Like, who, who knows? Who knows? Punk. Oh, he's waiting for the different... cameras. He could have put that on Twitter. He's waiting that for the cameras. Just even in the backstage meeting. I mean, no, he's wait. Yeah, he could have did that face to face. That's the thing about yeah. all of this. You know, they're both using the media in their own specific ways. According to Punk, the EVPs are the ones anonymously feeding the media these stories and these narratives about him. He goes directly to the media and puts his face on it, I guess. It makes him more courageous, I guess. I don't know. But puts his face on it and talks about them also through the media. Like, not to them. At least as far as we, we know. 
We don't know whether they've had a face-to-face, whether they had to sit down and try to come to terms, get to an understanding. At their very least, that has to happen. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they should have this happen every <laughs> pay-per-view, Sim Punk just or any time. He's yeah. just burying them to that extent. And the wrestling business is different now than it was in ninety seven when the whole Sean and Brett thing happened backstage at a Raw where both got sent home or whatever. That we're in twenty twenty two. We we should be um, we're cognizant of the wrestling business and how things work backstage to avoid these scenarios playing out. Whether you know politicking is always going to be there, I think, but uh, just having these things play out. That's why so many people are convinced it's a work. Be like, oh, if it was real, it would have never played out in front of the cameras. I mean, I don't necessarily believe that, but uh, that's why you have people believe that, and that's why I can't fault them all the time for thinking, oh, this is a work. This is a work because. You know, the wrestling audience has been conditioned to, uh, you know, the way wrestling is covered now and the way they talk about the past, the way we've had, you know, documentaries about Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels and, and stuff. So when we hear that, whether it's real life or work, we, we just like, like, ah, uh, you know, I, I've heard that before because, you know, the same thing happened backstage at a WWF event or even WCW, the things going on backstage during their downfall. So people just, they know too much nowadays, so they just think everything's an elaborate ruse. Um, so I can't, like, fault them for that, but at the same time, it's like, damn, we're in 2022. Why do we need this? <laughs> you know, why do we need uh, to make people think these things are real if they're not versus uh, just legitimate public beef with one another, which, you know, a lot of us believe. Uh, we can only go by the, the reporters, and now I think it's clear that a lot of people in AEW would like to work reporters as well, based off the MJF stuff, and uh, clearly you know, that's only like that's a few what months this ago. Is all about so uh, that's why we're, we're I think at the situation. So for us, you're absolutely right. You mentioned it earlier. It's entertainment for us when it comes to the professional uh, beef with the EVPs and what he's saying. But as for the you know Cole Cabana beef and personal beef, it's just kind of like off-putting a little bit. Yeah, it, it, no, there. Are, there are no guys who come out looking better in the end of all of this. Like for one, I agree with that. I will say, if you're a fan, I understand some people really ride with the elite and the EVPs and that side of things, and people really ride with Punk. But really, I don't know if you should take sides in this, man. Like I don't know, like this because there's still so much we don't know, right? Exactly about all of this. Yeah. Number one, number two, none of these guys look great, and like. Oh, they're handling this perfect, or this side is handling it perfectly. This is a mature way to do it. They should do it this way. No, I've, if if CM Punk is true, is true in what he's saying that they're feeding um, the media the stories, which is easy to deduce when you figure, realize that Meltzer is really cool with those guys, or clearly they talk to somebody, right? It's not hard to deduce that they could be feeding the media stories. We know how CM Punk feels about it. He said it. Okay. Neither one of these sides are like heroes in this instance. They're it's all it's bad on all parts because, like you said earlier, the egos are getting in the way of the common goal, which is not something new. This you know happened in pro wrestling. This is not something new. This has happened in pro wrestling a lot. It's just like you said, we haven't learned from the tales of the past. Like the same things that can befall past locker rooms and make them messy or even past whole promotions and make them messy and topsy-turvy. It's repeating itself. Not necessarily yet, because it, it hasn't happened yet. I'm not saying AEW's going to go out of business, but what I'm saying is that 
these aren't good things. These aren't the things of a healthy promotion generally. History right. has, does, says that's not the case. There's always a history of backstabbing and politicking and pro wrestling. It, it's for better or for worse. We we like it as fans, but that doesn't necessarily always help wrestling. It doesn't help people in their experience in wrestling. It doesn't help the promotion and in, in, in trying to make money because the egos are too much in the way. When it's not about the individual, it's about those three letters, AEW, and making that better. Because y'all got a mammoth called WWE that you're competing with, you're in the marketplace with. They look like they're on the same page right now. I was going to bring Vince that up. Vince is gone. I was going to bring was a that whole, up. Yep. They had a whole summer of strife with Vince McMahon. He's gone. And Triple H is like everybody's favorite now. It makes and he's getting it, his team together. He yeah. got Road Dog back in the fold. Let the, <laughs> let that boy Jeff Jarrett loose. What? <laughs> Jeff Jarrett just got that job, <laughs> and they already snatched it from my guy. He's double G, double O, double N, double E. Gone, <laughs> gone. And was, the, and here comes the roadie stealing the spotlight yeah. again. <laughs> the real double J. Jeez. The, uh, so but they're getting the team up, back actually. together. Yeah, but they're getting the team back together. They're getting some talent back together that Triple H likes. Who knows? You know, Sasha Naomi's coming. Who knows? Point is, they're seemingly getting their ducks in a row for a big fall here, leading into like, the Rumble, and then, which of course will lead into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. AEW has got to have its stuff together. It's got to have its stuff together. This is a bad time for this stuff. You know. If someone like Samoa Joe didn't sign with AEW, that Triple H would have brought him right back as quickly as possible. Of course. Same thing for Keith Lee and Swerve. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Triple, Triple H is, H is guys, watching man. it right now like, God damn, I wish he didn't let them go. Why in the hell and, did he let them go? <laughs> and I feel what is like wrong with Vince? maybe in a way with, with this whole new direction, the WWE product has been better. Uh, not, you know, like a complete 180, but a lot of things have been better. Well, talk about Clash of the Castle a little bit with, with the booking, but um, it, the shows are not a chore to watch right now. Um, there are different things. It's unpredictable to a degree that we haven't had in years. Um, and I think that, you know, WWE's gaining some momentum in that now, like you said, we're going into Rumble season, the WrestleMania is just going to get more, you know, anticipated. WWE's going to sign more guys and, and girls coming up. Uh, that become available. Right, Brent, that, Braun Strowman is supposed to be coming back soon. Yeah, Maybe yeah. As, as early as tonight as we record this here on yeah, Labor Day. Yeah. and uh, There's always that Bray Wyatt specter out there. When, yeah, that's so, right. So they're trying to get I, their ducks in a row I again think to AW make a might, real run. Tony might be feeling, you know, like, a li- like oh, crap. Like, they're now they're, you know, now that Vince is gone, well, it seems like they, they're getting some momentum. So they're also, in a way, looking at that and be like, damn, we need to get ourselves straight, you know? Well, it, it really is. Even if they're not looking at it, haven't been looking at it before last night, they, they got to look at look at it that way now. We got to be on the same. We're on the same team, guys. Yeah. Okay. The better the company does, the better we all do. Everybody eats. B. We need to be on the same team. Now you got to have your ducks in a row to go against the juggernaut known as WWE to carve to continue to carve out that your space in the marketplace. Insanity and chaos won't help it will help that if you're on the same team on the same page how do you think wwf overtook wcw they weren't it took them over well, a I guess, year yeah i will say besides the Shawn michaels and bret hart stuff <laughs> that was a pretty big beef but once that ended that was pretty much 
you didn't hear about the beast didn't have like the that. Egos anymore. I mean, like Sean was gonna. Who knows what? Not he to that done. extent. Right. Not who to knows? that extent. They still had egos. It just wasn't. They weren't at each well, other's throats that night. As far know, as after, we know. Yeah. After Brett left, and then Sean. You know, if he didn't get that back injury, who knows what would happen with him? He could have feasibly went off to WCW, and I don't. I don't think WWF would have missed. I mean, they would have missed him, but perhaps not not as much because once he had Austin's cemented as the guy. You could put anyone with him, really. I right, mean, it didn't like, matter. They put Dude exact, Love with him. Exactly. exactly. And made money. Dude, not even Mankind. Not even Cactus Jack. Dude Love. And they had like two pay-per-views in a row. Like, how crazy is and that? And sold out the, the building, made a lot of money on pay-per-view. So the point is, you got to have, you got you to gotta work together. You got to be in lockstep. Even if you got some beefs, you might have some, some issues, but you get past it before the public notices what the issues are. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We can't have this. I know Chris Jericho sitting there like, what in the hell, bro? I thought these types of stuff, these days were over. Because you got to think Chris Jericho was in WCW when all that stuff was going on. And he was in WWF when he was trying to carve out his spot in, at the top of the card. And Triple H is in the way. And The Rock is in the way. And Steve Austin's in the yeah. way. And The Undertaker's in the way. And it and they want what they want. And he got to deal with I know you're like, damn, I thought this was over. Now here we are again with this nonsense? <laughs> like... It's it's wild. Like I said, they they, they got to get it together because again, WWE is trying to get their ducks in a row, including at Clash at the Castle, hmm. Clash at the Castle, not Clash of the Castle. <laughs> That's a different show. Clash of the Champions, Champions was a show, but Clash at the Castle and Cart of what they said was I believe sixty something thousand people. Um, we still have a Roman Reigns as the WWE uh, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. But he had a little bit of help and a new member of the Bloodline. Well, not a new member, but a new member on screen, I should say. He's been a member of the Bloodline since he was born, <laughs> right? <laughs> but Solo Sokoa is on the main roster and is seemingly joining alongside his other blood relatives in the Bloodline. Because people didn't talk about Solo Sokoa in NXT, also being a part of that Anna Y family. And it's like, now they got cousins coming out of nowhere. You just, you, how do you defend this? How do you stop this? <laughs> right? They can just call up a cousin at any point. That's right. You know, Jacob Fatu is just going to get called up, you know? But <laughs> he get signed up. Is he part of the family? I don't know. I don't know. His last name is Fatu. That's why I was like, maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, there's a lot of stuff going on with. And he is. He is. What, what he is Sam. He is Sam's son. By the way, if anything, AEW has more momentum now, even with the backstage stuff. Because, uh, damn that. If if you're not gonna have Drew win win the title, you gotta have Sheamus win the title. That those yeah, two I'm matches were just the crowd was incredible all show really. But Gunther and and Sheamus was uh, an epic Intercontinental Title match, uh, one of the best I've ever seen live. Yeah. So. Uh, if if you're not gonna have Drew win, why not have Sheamus win? Like he he was such yeah, the baby face I, in that. I was surprised by Man. by that. I, I picked Gunther to win, thinking that Drew McIntyre right. would win, right. yeah. <laughs> and that did not yeah. happen. They both lost. Um, so yeah, I was surprised by that, but I'm not mad at it because I like the added wrinkle of adding Solo Sokoa to the group. Yeah, yeah but what and a now that would have been, now man. Sammy can become jealous. <laughs> Because he's the fourth member of the bloodline, That's, not this actual you know, family they, member. It's me. If they go that way, and then Kevin Owens gets further involved, I will. Yeah, obviously that would be the most entertaining. WWE That's the most TV, logical way to go. But, um, that moment though, that could have been if Drew won. Just even yeah, if he I, lost I it, 
in Philly, you know, October 8th. Like, I, but that moment, like, even if he would lose it, you won't, you wouldn't take away from that moment. British Bulldog yeah. winning a SummerSlam 92, even though he lost it to Shawn Michaels two months later, didn't diminish that SummerSlam 92 moment. And I don't think anything could have diminished Drew winning there. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, man, I can't wait for this pop. But, you know, the, the more the match went on, I thought Drew was going to win. Yeah, and they, they put actually on a hell got of a match. me. They got me when Solisico came in and, and took the ref out. Like I thought that was the end of the match. I was like, oh, they're going to do it. And then once he got pulled out, I was like, "Damn it!" And my my dad, like, he he enjoys watching some of these shows, and he's like, "Drew actually won because the ref counted three. And I was like, "No, dad, <laughs> <laughs> no, dad, that's not what happened." But uh, no. yeah, man, that would have been such a great like ending. It, but it would have been. But I yeah. I understand not doing it only in the sense that if you want Roman to be in the main event of the biggest match of the year, the biggest show of the year, it works out better. If he hasn't lost before then. Now, I was, again, that's coming from a person who picked him to lose and then <laughs> win it right back, right? That's and that's only because this show was in Cardiff. If this show was anywhere else on the planet, I wouldn't have picked Drew to win. Agreed. Okay, and I should have maybe should have said that on uh, PH, Fox PHL The Gambler, mm-hmm. that if this show was anywhere else in the world, this show was in Antarctica, <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to win, okay? Okay, if this show was in the North Pole... Roman Reigns is going to win. Gotta like, Somewhere gotta like in Nova random, Scotia, Roman was going to win. Penguins coming and help Roman. Like, what the hell? Right. You know, if this show was in South Korea, you better believe Roman was going to win. But in Cardiff, I thought, okay, maybe because in the UK, they'll give Drew that moment. Mm-hmm. But they, what I always said, and, though, was they got to get the belt back on Roman fast. And it was always, you know, not only that, but, you know, kind of give Drew – you know, and a reward for basically being the champion during the COVID years. Basically, I guess they um, don't care about that, bro. Your reward is your check. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, and listen, you Drew got might, paid a Drew lot of might money. Not, you know, care. I mean, they had that weird moment with Tyson Fury in, in the ring. And yeah, that was weird. that was uh, nah. Better way, I mean, like, hey, you could do this after the match. <laughs> no, that's not that. That didn't hit for me at all. What? Not me either. They're, they're in Cardiff, Wales, and everything is about being in the United Kingdom. But then they end right. the show by singing American Pie. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Tyson was going to turn on him actually, but they yeah, didn't I was do that, that either. Wasn't the case. I was like, okay, at least it's going to end with an angle, and it never did. Mm. And I was like, oh, like this is such, yeah, that's such a weird ending for it such a, a really, ending. really good show. It was a weird ending, but. Again, I'm not mad at it though, for that Roman keeps keeps the title and the, the reign runs longer. Can but, you imagine? but in the meantime, though, I will say in the meantime, if we get a shakeup with Sami Zayn and the right. whole thing, that's right. entertainment that can carry me through the fall right there. That's true. That's true. Where you don't need Roman challenge beating people for championships. The whole bloodline thing with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens can be great, and just, I think it will be great whenever we get to it. Just imagine the promo with Sammy, like them sitting backstage in the locker room, and him like, you know, using his hands, be like, "Why, why didn't you call me, bro? Like, you know, I'm, I'm part big of the line. Like, I'm, hey, big I, dog, I would, I would have helped you. <laughs> Tri- the tribal <laughs> chief. <laughs> yeah, Sammy uh, Zayn is incredible yeah. right now. Uh, is. So is Jimmy, Jay Uso, just being pissed <laughs> off at Sammy all the time. Um, it's great stuff. That's an added wrinkle that, you know, I. I you know, re- recently picked up on that's so entertaining because they started uh, really kind of putting that on TV where, 
Jay, what Jay's the, the always the angry one. He's like, right. When and Kevin Jimmy's Owens happy one. Out, yeah, Jimmy's like got the handshake and everything. Right. And then Sammy <laughs> goes to Jay. He's like, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the handshake took me out, bro. That was hilarious. And, and Jay's like, it's like, when Kevin Owens came out. Is this supposed to be your boy, Zambi? Yeah, like, is well, this your boy? Technically, yes. He's my boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technically, yes. <laughs> like that's, that's like, this great. is great stuff. Everybody involved is really good, and Roman yeah. doesn't even have to be involved. <laughs> exactly, he can be to manipulate Sammy some more. Exactly, but everybody involved in this is fantastic, and that's why I'm like, yes, this is this is great. I can't wait for all of this. Yes, and this that's is right. why AEW need to get his stuff together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, because this is good over here, bro. And I ain't going to worry about, you know, the drama is cool and messy, but, like, y'all got to get your stuff together because they, they hitting over here. They are. They are hitting over here with this one. And they, <laughs> all right. Even with the mid-card titles, you know, they're more important now. So it's not like right. it's just Imperium's back scene. together. Yeah, yeah, they got Imperium back together. Like, Bobby Lashley's now. making the U.S. title important. It's, it's, they it's, got really, some stuff. it's really good stuff. To see, you know, the tag team titles are going to, well, maybe not the titles, but the tag teams are hopefully going to improve, you know, as we hopefully. move forward and stuff. So, yeah. But yeah. you got, you got, in AEW, the women's title, it feels kind of insignificant. They, Tony Storm won in an anticlimactic match and they just cut away from a celebration super fast. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to see Jay Tony Storm really, like, Jay celebrate Cardhill that title win. Beat Athena in, like, what, two or three minutes? <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. I have a longer match like I, I know they had a huge card but um cut some of these damn yeah. matches then i didn't need the, the house of black match no nope. sorry i don't really disparage anybody i didn't need the <laughs> uh there's another six man before that with the machine guns and wardlow yes, yes sorry guys i didn't need that. Is, the, <laughs> like, the whole hot tag with wardlow the crowd didn't even like erupt no like, you know, that's another thing getting, you know the crowd in chicago last night was was odd a little off given yeah. chicago right as being one of the more raucous crowds in the world. And, you know, everybody knows this, right? You want a hot crowd, you go to a couple markets. You go to New York, Chicago, Philly, you know, a couple other sh- cities here and there. But Chicago is definitely one of the first ones you name. And the biggest, probably the most exciting match, as far as from a crowd standpoint, the match they were most excited for was the one where everybody was saying, Scissor me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, and when they did that, the P place went nuts. Scissor me daddy ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? But then, like, didn't what? Keith Lee do it, like, after the match? And w- when they actually did it, there was, like, no reaction. I thought they were going to get, like, a I big reaction know, to that. When Swerve uh, was, like, looking at Keith Lee, like, really? Like, you're going to do that? <laughs> it know, was just so funny. They made contact, and the crowd didn't even do anything. It's like, okay. I, I, I will say yeah. this. They claim put on a great, great showing last night. The people yes. wanted them to win yes. so bad. Yes, and this is why audibles are important in wrestling and why there well, should be that's more Well, that's them. a wild audible, though. How many times that actually happened? I feel like we always talk about these audibles that the people <laughs> can just magically call. Well, why not? When does that actually happen, though? When's the last time you ever heard of Oh, I and agree. know for certain why can't an audible why was can't called and thing? the finish was changed and a title changed? <laughs> that never happens. Even when Steve Austin broke his neck, they didn't call an audible. <laughs> he still pinned Owen Hart. So I don't understand why well, people always call for these audibles. Technically, was because of the stipulation. I don't know if they would have called it without the stipulation because if he lost, but, he would right. have had to kiss Owen Hart's ass. So Who cares? He that, broke his neck. That's but, way more important. No, you can't have him kiss his ass, though. Well, what if he breaks his neck and he's paralyzed? Well, he still has to kiss <laughs> his ass. That's the stipulation. I don't give a damn. He Owen's kisses Owen Hart's ass. He just wants to walk again. Got to go to his 
bedroom and uh, his hospital room and no man these magical audibles everybody even i think they even asked tony last night right why yeah, did you I think about calling an audible I be, I no was, yeah. we're on live on pay-per-view i'm gonna i'm a reverse the finish of a match in mid-match well, when are you, you wild? When, do you want me to get cussed out by because, fourteen people because after that? You don't. You don't know how the crowd's going to react to something, and if they react, so so that never spe- happens, though. No, the audibles don't happen, but the the way the crowd is into the match doesn't happen right. as often as we think either. Where like, oh wow, they're way more into this match than I thought they'd be. Now, right. Let's, let's give them something. Like we. But why about, can't that be a thing? It, you can always switch. Titles, how much organization right? that takes you can to develop a finish? On the fly, they talk about this stuff hours in advance. They're and now they gotta paid develop to it. do that. The wrestlers can come Look, up with stuff. I like, understand that, but why? You can have him win it another time. You can't just no. We're not calling audibles. That just the, seems he absurd might not to me. Be there as as much as it was the way you know. I go back to two thousand three. Goldberg should have won at SummerSlam because the heat was like in the Elimination Chamber for him to beat Triple H. Like. Everyone wanted Goldberg to win, and then he wound up winning the next month. But it just wasn't but the same. It, that's different. You're not going to recreate Goldberg. that moment. You should know Goldberg is going to be over. <laughs> like that's that's a miscalculation yeah, of WWE's yeah, part. But it, if but you're it wasn't Tony Khan and you didn't see this coming, and you claim to suddenly wildly popular in Chicago, one city by the way. Get him. Let's see how they go to the Crown next him. town. Crown their let's ass. See, <laughs> let's see what happens in the next town and in the, the ensuing towns. But that they could drop them, or you just you put up. Swerve and Keith Lee as a good tag team your division too. They could keep winning. They could get their rematch or nah, whatever. I, I don't again. I don't think rematches are a bad thing Fans. the way a lot of people do, but Fans, this is not football. We're not just calling audibles at the line of scrimmage <laughs> for finishes. I we mean might I don't need to audible see audible how week, we change I mean, like on a pay per view. Audible how a, we four annual AEW pay per views, you know, you should be able nah. to build a few in there. No. In case of what? What happened with the acclaim? How do you see that coming? You can never see that coming, though. You can't anticipate that. Did you anticipate that? No, but I'm saying, like... How do you build that into every match? In case case the acclaim gets wildly cheered tonight, let's go this. But don't even... I don't know how you anticipate that. I mean, Swerve and Keith Lee aren't the best tag team in the world. Like, we're not talking about the World Heavyweight Championship. We're we're talking about tag team titles that... I I understand uh, that. You have enough there to... You know, if you, work if you have a plan in place, you don't just immediately deviate on the fly from it for on the fly. Your actual plan might be better than the one that everybody else thinks they want. They might like that too. But then you're telling the crowd what they want. Like, no, like give it I the understand crowd what that. They want. I know you don't want to do that, but this I, I I just can't I can't get behind a spur of the moment changing it. Cause refs, then, refs have all right, you make the you make it, the change tonight. What if they exactly. don't sustain it? Now you put the titles and, on them for nothing. No, but then you just make them lose them then. You yeah, know, but like, you probably should have gave it to them. The moment's more important than, oh, a big win. Like, I just don't, yeah. I, I, like I think Drew, moments... Drew would, that would have been a big win. Uh, Roman wouldn't have lost heat. I'd go back to Hogan losing to Luger. I don't think it messed anything up in regards to the Sting-Hogan storyline. You know, like that still was Sting vanquishing Hogan to win the world title. Just because Luger isn't... beat him didn't mean anything. This isn't a Drew McIntyre situation when you knew he was going to be the man in Cardiff. They didn't see this coming. That's I'm just, just saying, it. You're AEW. You want to be different. Like you would, you would do that at least. I, don't I, I just you got to convince all four involved to do it. And well, then why not hope go you into? Hope why, you don't get cussed out by a swerve into and it, Keith knowing Lee. 
you know, hey, we might need some leeway to, to change some but things. How? I mean, they're talented enough. How did to, you? How would you anticipate that ahead of time? That's what I'm saying. The you referee only has a, decision? a the referee has a earpiece. Like, but yeah, you're making a decision mid match, though. Yeah, why not ahead of time? Because all you got to change is one ending sequence. Do, I guess that's all you got to change is one ending sequence. You, you got to convince people, everybody on board too, though. You got to get no, everybody they should on board be convinced with what's going happening. into the match. Like you shouldn't be, shouldn't have somebody go out there and be like, "No, I refuse to get the pin." Like, no. Well, like, no, but I'm saying if you agreed on a plan ahead of time, and then you change it mid match, that's like the screw job. <laughs> like, it's not. Wait, like, what? Because well, obviously you gotta, they got to buy in. The finish, depending on the crowd, the finish might not be the finish. So we got to be but ready to change. how do you change. anticipate that? I don't, in this instance. Somebody backstage. Tony Khan makes the call. Be like, this crowd's going nuts. Let's put the acclaim. Let's put the titles on the acclaim. But and, that's and during the match, Communicate though. it to the referee during the match. Do a headlock. I, I don't think that's. I don't do a think headlock. That's, All you need is a, rest, think, a couple rest moves. That must be easier said than done because that never happens. I, I agree. <laughs> like, I agree. Only, like, like, if I ran a wrestling company. You saying it sounds real easy. Well, I'll write this, all these notes down if I was running a wrestling company. And then when I try to do it the first time, I'm sure I'd be like, what the It'll hell? It'll blow up in your face. <laughs> right. Exactly. You had to but, communicate, especially in a tag team match, you had to communicate that to four people. It's not like it's one-on-one. You had yeah. to communicate this to four people and, and the referee so they could be in the right position as well. That's... Uh, that must be easier said than done. You make it sound real easy in theory, <laughs> but I feel like because nobody ever does this, it's not that easy, especially with four people involved, not just one on one. I just think and, and there's give, no way they the can anticipate a bow what once in a while. I'm not saying every title match. It but. could happen. You can build them longer as baby faces and get people behind them more. They, they, look, it's not <sighs> the end of the world. You can retell that. You can tell the story. They could. They could. They could audible the plans moving forward. Yeah. Maybe they had something else in mind after this. But then I was like, you know what? We heard the reaction last night. Let's let's switch it up here and and go in a different direction. Now let's reheat them to get them to well, be get people you, behind them to win those titles. That's where you play with fire a little bit because you might not be able to recreate it. And that's, that's fair. That's my main point. That's fair. But you're playing with fire, changing it on the fly in general. Eh, I don't, I don't know because you can always you, just I, make at them least, lose on dynamite. I don't, or at least the if they lose, you. if you change it after the fact, it's more thought out and more developed. Where if you're changing it on the fly, that's a much bigger risk. <laughs> you're changing it live on the fly. I don't know. I don't know if it's as big a risk as you're making it out to be. I, apparently, it is a big risk because nobody does it. Well, uh, that's my only thing. I don't ever. I don't recall ever hearing about. Bid matched and the crowd reaction is not what people anticipated. Let's change the whole outcome. When has that ever happened? There's been times where we didn't anticipate the reaction, including Boxley getting half the crowd to cheer for him last night. I guess, I mean the only time it really happens is injuries, so I, I get right. That, but and that's something again you can't anticipate, yeah. and that's a freak accident thing. But but you would that's just totally like different. build it in that way. Be like, okay, if this happens. Then we'll we'll go this route. If this happens, we'll go that route. You don't, I don't know how you, you build it in think, ahead of time. You don't have to think as much, and then you let the referee kind of like take control. Which that, know, that seems like know. a recipe for a lot of disorganization for me. <laughs> to me, if you, you got to finish, have one finish. Let's not have three or four, depending on where the I people. I guess it are going. depends on the talent. Like the acclaimed was getting like really popular, so you probably should have anticipated the reaction they would get. In a way, maybe not in as a way as they, they, but like. Like, I don't think way, anyone would have anticipated the reaction mean, Warlow got, where it was like very but, mild, you know, when he got tugged in. Right, like, but they that, still that didn't deviate weird. from their plan. I, they didn't right, say, "Hey, I'm Warlow, you're like, not getting reaction. <laughs> you got to get beat tonight." But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, you know, what I'm saying because that could work opposite you know, too if you want to do it that way. Uh, 
Yeah, but I, hey, I Wardlow, they're not. You're not over tonight. You got to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen, that's bro. That's the only argument. That's not going to happen. That's the only argument against it. No, it's not. <laughs> not the only argument. That's only a. One. That's one of many. Nope. It feels like this only is an incredibly one. difficult thing. <laughs> that uh, Tony Khan's got enough headaches. <laughs> you you want to create some more? Tell somebody mid match they're going to lose when they're supposed to win. I feel like people aren't going to just take that lightly. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe they shouldn't take it lightly. It should just be whatever. But I feel like when you agree Check to a plan ahead of time, the that's the damn plan. Let's not be changing it mid-match. Check your egos right? at that the door. Feels like feels like we're disorganized now. We're not on the same page. Let's get on the same page before we go out there. All right? That's how I would yeah. want to operate at least. Yeah. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. To know the plan going in, and let's stick to it. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. You gonna have, you gonna have Tony Khan issues on your hand trying to do that a bunch. Let's try to build it in ahead of time. See, like, man, don't get out of here. Let's just go out and do the job and get out of here and get paid. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have like those uh, those football coaches that hold the signs up now on the sidelines. We'll have somebody come out, you know, like in the entranceway and hold up a sign for audible number two or something. Oh my god! Yeah, all right, okay, Chip <laughs> Kelly. You're gonna have the sideline signs up they have in college, like a it's like a rubber ducky and a squirrel yeah. and yeah. a, a wave of water. Or whatever it was years ago. Right, whatever. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh anything else from this weekend that we want to touch on real quick before we wrap it up on this emergency podcast episode uh, of the Straight Shooters. World's it sure did. Um Braun Breaker is the unified NXT uh champion. I would love to see Tyler Bate uh, get called up, but you know, the way I don't think NXT Europe is relaunching until next year, right? Twenty twenty three. I believe so. So I believe. So. I don't know if we'll NXT see UK is know, NXT UK guys and NXT from now until then or what. But uh, you know, it's a good match, and I, I watched a little bit of it before uh, All Out, and uh, it wasn't bad. I just hope they reimagine NXT again. <laughs> because I'm done with yeah. the whole presentation. It's it's just Oh, you done? Much. I'm done with it. You done? I thought you was on board with I it. Was. Let's see what happens. I was. I'm, a year, a <laughs> I'm year here for into Vince. It, I'm good. We need the oh. yellow ropes back. We need the black canvas back. <laughs> we need the black and gold to, to return. I'm done with all the colors. The blue ropes, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I don't even mind the colors. I just knew that this was going to go. Vince wasn't going to present it right. I mean, so the it didn't matter. Weren't, yeah, the matches weren't bad you know just uh, the whole presentation i'm, I'm done with <laughs> I like how they're all around. like a capacity crowd here uh, yeah it's like dude there's like yeah also that there. we need to get we need to get nxc back on the road and i know that's expensive and i don't know how much of a money maker that is but i feel like you know people were buying tickets to nxt consistently around the country yeah. and they was doing the florida loops and stuff like that and i don't know how many tickets those sold or how expensive those were i don't know if they might be money losing ventures but for the talent, I think it's a good experience to get them on the yeah. road and doing stuff. Yeah, you know, I think the talent needs that, uh, and to get used to that kind of that like like that lifestyle and working in front of different crowds and just knowing how to be a professional in wrestling, traveling, you know, being on all that stuff that you need to know about, you know, being a professional wrestler. You can learn a lot of it if you're on the road, and they're not Agreed. on the road. Agree. So I think that. Uh, Maybe hopefully NXT can get back out there and doing it. I mean, again, maybe it doesn't make sense business wise, but if it does make sense business wise, I think it's still a viable venture. If alone just helping your de- talent develop and 
maybe they can make some more money for you on the back end that you don't mind losing a little bit of money uh, developing them because, uh, you know, they get more experience and more seasons. So. Yeah. But NXT UK, apparently no more. Yeah. Will be rebranded as part of NXT Europe. So NXT Europe. I would so we'll love for them goes. to keep those red ropes and those symbols with the lions and everything or whatever, but I think they're just going to redo everything. But I hope it looks good aesthetically. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> By the way, did, the you see, of... did you hear Tony Khan uh, to revert back to the press conference about how apparently pissed he was of how WWE treats him? Apparently, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I, I guess he's reached out to them and about some potential things. I think he mentioned like a Super Show type of thing. I don't know if he actually phys- like actually yeah specifically mentioned that, but I feel like maybe I'm like I thought he said that. Yeah, insinuating but it. If he, not, but. he definitely insinuated that he's been in touch with them and they've kind of given him the cold shoulder yeah and he doesn't like it he took offense yeah. to it and i know he took offense to the fact that all out is always on labor day weekend and all of a sudden wwe now only had one but two shows <laughs> that weekend including one in a football stadium in europe but they haven't done in 30 years at least for a big pay-per-view like that they know full well the entire country of the united kingdom is going to be paying attention to that show <laughs> all right i mean it was on a that's a big day, audience but... for any wrestling promotion is europe and they knew what they was doing and he was pissed by it i don't blame yeah, him like, being a little upset about it that's funny i i get you know where he's coming from but at the same time it's on a different day and it's not like all out was in the uk that's fair somewhere so that's fair it's like okay, no that's true the world's collide those are, thing, those are I, both true it's the same day i understand if be more annoyed at that but it's also i wouldn't in, in be worried Orlando about that at all at though o'clock, you know? and i would not be worried about that that's wwe's developmental like even though triple h Tech, you know, said yeah this, really you know, is beat all, they beat right out developmental right it's developmental right now for yes. damn sure it's yeah. not the third brand we we thought it to be nope. back in 2019 uh it is very much a developmental brand right now so if you're AEW, you should not be worried about that nxt is as, as much as they were competition a couple of years ago, that is not competition anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not going to measure ourselves against them. Because they're, they're in the rear view. You're in the bigger and better things now. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking he's more annoyed by the uh, the clash at the castle being yeah. the same weekend. Because WWE does not run shows this weekend. Nah, and he, he said he felt like Jim and you run and, and you run it the day before. <laughs> and you run it the day before. And you run the risk of fatiguing your audience the next, next day and night. Because yeah. people don't want to watch that much wrestling. Yeah. So not only do you run that weekend, you run it the day before. Good in first. That that's some that's some uh you know some crew business tactics right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I don't necessarily blame Tony Khan for being offended by. I mean, to express it outwardly to the media, I mean that's a choice. It is. But it I understand his frustration. Is. I understand he, his frustration. He had mentioned uh he felt like Jim Crockett promotions, how they must have felt, but he has a lot more money, so <laughs> yeah, he makes you remember that. He's like, I'm money, not going to sit true. back and take it. You know, so I don't know what he means right. by that. I don't know if it was in direct reference to uh, contract tampering, but that you know, oh, that's another thing. Yeah, that's that. Now that's a serious thing too. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want you tampering on my talent because you all of a sudden Triple H want to bring back his homies. <laughs> no, bro, you you when you had you should have put a ring on it. Y'all didn't. Now they with me. <laughs> it's like a pimp. You know, she chose me. They chose me, bro. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? This is my I put my pimp game down on this. You know what I'm saying? So we'll say yeah, no shortage of wrestling news that. this weekend. Not at all. Not at all. We were thinking about taking this whole week off. Yeah. And then and then and then CM Punk opened his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
That did. changed everything. It did. I, uh, that changed we'll, everything. We'll, I'll repost uh, some classic epo- episodes uh, this week, Fall Brawl, Deep Dives, and then uh, we'll, we're back at it next week. Mind games. Yeah. Mind games from 1996 here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I believe that was the first pay-per-view in the Wells Fargo Center it as it is known now. Yep. Uh, back then, the Core State Center. Uh, and it had just opened in 1996. So, yeah, we that's our next deep dive. Mind Games in 1996, 20, what would that be, 26 years ago uh, this yeah. year, yep. this September. So keep an eye out for that. But before then, we got to wrap up this episode. So, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. At Shooters Radio on Twitter, at underscore Pacone on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. Check us out. Also at PhillyInfluencer.com and FoxPHLGambler.com. You can... Check our wrestling Labor Day 2022 wrestling roundtable discussion podcast on the line change page at foxpagehallgambler.com. See if we were right with our predictions. Uh, we were not totally right because, like I said, not totally. I, not totally. <laughs> I, I picked Drew McIntyre thinking that Sheamus is losing, so he was going to win. Right. And I was wrong again. <laughs> uh, but I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. You can find me there. You can find me out here in these streets. You can find my professional tweets at Philly Inquirer. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio. Subscribe. And you can make a request for a future deep dive. We've done some Patreon requests so far this summer. We would like to do some more in the fall and into the winter and into next year and on and on and on. So go on to, again, patreon.com slash shootersradio. Put in your request. We will fulfill your request. And we'll invite you on to the show of the deep dive to give your thoughts on the show we're diving into so please take advantage of this tremendous perk here that we provide here at the stray shooters again patreon.com slash shooters radio until next time for nick pecone i am vaughn johnson thanks for listening to episode 337 of the emergency podcast whatever we want to call it of the stray shooters you got the one it man <laughs> <laughs>